You're listening to the Mobcast Network. It is the 30th anniversary of the James Cameron film, Aliens. 30 years ago, I was still in the fourth grade, while my parents were pretty liberal when it came to what movies they allowed me to watch. I didn't get to see this film until the following year, when it was available to rent at the video store. Yes, kids, before there was a time of streaming movies, you had to go to a place where there were aisles and aisles of movies that you could rent and take home to watch. It was like Redbox, but bigger. My family, living in rural Alabama, rented movies. A lot. It was, after all, a lot easier than traveling 50 miles to the local theater. Once I saw the film, I was mesmerized by it. The story of Ellen Ripley, a survivor of some debacle on a spaceship involving a monster. God damn it, that's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. At the time, I had not even seen the original Alien, and would not until it would air on ABC television years later. So I just filled in the blanks on my own. I followed her as she was coerced to go back to a horrible planet where horrible things had happened, but this time she would be escorted by badass Marines. He had Corporal Hicks who had a shotgun and had leadership thrust upon him when his whole team was slaughtered. I'd like to keep this handy for close encounters. I heard that. Ed Hudson, the private who only had a few weeks from getting out of the service, whose antics and mouth constantly got him into trouble. Yo! Stop your grinning and drop your linen. Oh, and there was Vasquez, a tiny badass lady with a large machine gun and attitude. Look, man, I only need to know one thing. Where they are. There wasn't many times in my life that I thought military service was for me, but trust me, if there was a chance I could fight monsters in space, nine-year-old Scotty would have signed up. Years later, Full Metal Jacket would have me rethink such thoughts. Who's the slimy little communist shit twinkle toad cocksucker down here who just signed his own death war? Also, honestly, if you have monsters you have to fight, send in the Marines. They'll get the job done. I mean, this movie was an easy sell for me. I was already living in a post-Star Wars G.I. Joe-filled world. The film had everything. Cool spaceships, an awesome troop transport, the walking forklift loader. Man, I wanted to drive one of those things so bad. Hell, I still do. Also, the weapons were awesome. The iconic Colonial Marines pulse rifle with the ammo counter on the side and grenade launcher underneath. The heavy smart gun. The pulse trackers. I was sad to find that there were no toys for me to buy. So I'd use my G.I. Joes to stand in for Hicks and Hudson and Vasquez. I had a Leia figure who stood in for Ripley. And sadly, no one to stand in for Newt. For outside roleplay, I found an old 2x4 that I colored black with some spray paint that I had acquired from my father's barn. I nailed a piece of rope to it, and then that became my pulse rifle with a strap. I found an odd-shaped stick in the yard and used it as my pulse tracker, and I went out looking for xenomorphs. I still remember running through the fields in front of my house, making the <laughs> machine gun noise followed by the <laughs> for the grenade launcher. I wanted to be a part of this universe so bad. As time waned on, my interest attached to other things. I still had love for aliens, but I didn't play it out in the yard anymore. I grew up. Well, to a point. 
My freshman year of high school, I met another kid who loved Aliens, and he even had this board game version of it from Lightning Edge Games. We played this flimsy paper map with these flimsy paper pieces during recess and lunch, never really finishing a full game. It was a blast, though, especially when you got to the Let's Eat Burke stage, reenacting with a dice roll the time Paul Reiser was killed by a xenomorph. <laughs> Those were good times. I missed that game. I've looked around and I found it on eBay a time or two, but the price is just a little too high. Though some years later, I found someone had converted the game to Flash, so you can try it out. The link will be included with this blog. Over the years, they did finally put out some toys that were just a little too weird and tied with a Predator franchise. I was also too old by then to play with them, but I did pick a few up for nostalgia's sake when I tried to collect action figures. Dark Horse also put out a Colonial Marines comic dealing with Vasquez's sister, though I just couldn't get into it. I even tried making my own tabletop RPG, but I couldn't recapture the magic. I suppose that's just how it goes. There's some things in childhood you're able to recapture. I guess for me, playing Colonial Marines was just a fond memory. My love for the movie would fade a little more into just something fun I watched from time to time. Now I know there were other interactive products that could possibly give me the experience I was missing. There are a ton of video games, but they were tied into the Aliens vs. Predator franchise before it was a film. And there was a collectible card game that had Marines in it, but none of it really grabbed my attention outside of being the quick novelty. The Marines were almost forgotten to me until around 2008 when I started hearing rumors of a new video game featuring the Colonial Marines. This would be a direct sequel to the film. There's a scene in Aliens where the surviving Marines, Ripley and Newton Burke, are trying to figure out when they're going to be rescued. How long after we're declared overdue can we expect a rescue? 17 days. 17 days? Hey man, I don't want to rain on your parade, but we're not going to last 17 hours. Those things are going to come in here just like they did before, and they're going to come in here, and they're going to come in here, and they're going to get us. The game would pick up that story thread, where you being part of the team that came to find out what happened. They were even planning to get some original actors to voice old characters, including Corporal Hicks himself, Michael Bean. I started to get excited, checking out internet rumor after internet rumor, trying to find out anything. Then Sega announced they would put out an Alien vs. Predator game instead and my heart sank. I thought it was the end of it. Then sometime in 2011, I read on a website that Colonial Marines was back in development, and my heart jumped. I was excited. I, I couldn't wait. In fact, I went to Amazon and pre-ordered it right as soon as it was available. First of all, I rarely pre-order anything, especially video games. I can wait. Secondly, I don't go for the collector's statue editions, but I had to get this one. Not because it had a pretty neat statue, it was all the extra gear you could get for your Marine. There are all kinds of neat weapons, including Ripley's pulse rifle flamethrower combo she uses to rescue Newt at the end of the movie. But most importantly, was the phase plasma rifle. What, you don't know what it is? Well, that's the weapon that the T-800 asked for in the gun shop in the first Terminator film, which also was written and directed by James Cameron. The 45 long slide with laser siding. It's a brand new, we just got them in. That's a good gun. You just touch the trigger, the beam comes on, and you put the red dot where you want the bullet to go. 
can't miss. Anything else? Phased plasma rifle in the 40 watt range. Hey, just what you see, pal. It's also something Hudson references on the dropship heading to LV-246. Hey, Ripley, don't worry. Me and my squad of ultimate badasses will protect you. <laughs> Check it out. Independently targeting particle beam failings. What? Fry half a city with this puppy. We got tactical smart missiles, base plasma pulse rifles, RPGs. We got sonic electronic ball breakers. We got nukes. We got knives. So I can have a game set in one of my favorite movie universes and have one of the coolest weapons from a post-apocalyptic future. Well, count me in. Take my money now. So I pre-ordered, and I waited, and waited, and waited some more. There were delays, oh, so many delays. But I can be very patient, and being in college at the time allowed me to once again put my attentions elsewhere. Finally, it arrived. I'd taken the day off from work and decided it would be in my best interest to skip whatever classes was possible and dedicated that day to me time. And that's exactly what I did. I opened my package with glee, carefully taking the statue of the Marine in a loader, fighting off a xenomorph, then putting the statue aside because honestly, I don't care about the statue. I just wanted my game. I wanted to shoot xenomorphs with a plasma rifle. I took the game out, popped it into my Xbox, and, of course, I had to download all the content that I was entitled. And again, I waited. While the game loaded and did its thing. I would like to tell you that Aliens Colonial Marines was the best game I had ever played. But I think you know the answer. The game was abysmal, with some confusing storyline about weaponizing the Xenomorphs. You get to rescue Hicks, which I suppose ignores the events of Aliens 3, and which I'm all too happy to do, but the game just didn't hold up. It looked neat, sounded authentic, but at the end of the day, I was bored. Oh, and the plasma rifle I so longed for? It was some weird charging sniper rifle thing that was too slow and unwieldy to use. It was never my precious Terminator rifle. I didn't let disappointment get me down. I bought the game. I spent a lot of money on it, and I was going to at least complete it. Which I did, even though the final boss fight with the Alien Queen is just you running around and not shooting until you ready the airlock to suck her out of your transport. It was lame, like the rest of the game. I haven't played it since it's released in 2013. I know there were some other downloadable content maps and the like, but I never got them. In fact, the game is sitting with the rest of my games in my closet. I keep thinking I should play it again. I wonder if it is as bad as I remember. Maybe I can look on it with new eyes and accept that the little 10-year-old boy playing Colonial Marines is gone. That I'm not going to recapture the magic or mystery I had. Or maybe I can wait a little longer for someone else who loves the franchise like I do. To give me the experience I've been longing for since 
Postscript. Neil Blomkamp tried. The District 9 director did some makeup tests and some cool storyboards for an idea of a new Alien sequel that had an older Hicks and Ripley going back to LV-246. It almost was going to happen. Michael Bean was ready to sign on, but Ridley Scott's Prometheus sequel did that one in. Until a few days ago, when the project may have some life in it after all. Fingers crossed. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.